Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Oh, my days, I can't believe you don't know Katy Perry Firework. I mean, it's only one of the greatest bangers of the 21st century. And welcome to the Nerd OD podcast. I am the artist formerly known as Sean. Now known as Steve. Right, <laughs> that's that's accurate. I'm Dan. Still known. And I'm Reg. Always <laughs> have been known as Dan. <laughs> Although now now Dan has a posh new haircut that I completely forgot about oh. and then saw him in a video call today and was like, who is this person? <laughs> oh yeah, it's Dan. <laughs> Are you calling a skinhead posh? Well, I mean, it, honestly, it looks neater. It, it does. I mean, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but Reg, it does look better, doesn't it? Well, it does look better. what I realised is that video, because we're on Skype, and I showed you it via Skype, didn't I? But I forgot I had my black background blur on, so it clearly sort of softened the edges of my head anyway. So, um, Oh, no, but we, you saw my example video for the Benic Ladies thing we're doing, didn't you? So you saw it properly. I got really excited then. I thought you were talking about an example video like we were doing an example track. And as you may or may not know, I'm actually a really big fan of example. Example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could we could do one. We could we could do one of those. I don't know whether he still same holds the same. The same old me. You get yeah. bored, you get and called you get me. <laughs> I don't know whether he still holds the same sort of you know sway as he used to back no. in the day. Probably not. By back in the day, I mean like three years ago. I mean, what's weird, right, is I was, um, was on TikTok the other day, and one of the memes going around on TikTok at the moment is you'll have, um, uh, they'll, they'll play a couple of songs, right? Mm-hmm. And um, someone will st- and on the screen you'll see on the top left it will say I know this, and on the top right it will say I don't know this. And what the person does is will stand underneath one of those titles if they know the song or don't know it, right? Okay. Um, and they were playing songs, and it was this girl. Oh yeah, and she had uh, underneath her the uh, uh, her year of birth, uh, and she was like born in uh, like I think two thousand and. Seven two thousand and nine. Yeah. I mean, that's I typical believe... TikTok sort of. It's ridiculous. Right? Well, no, because because some of the the, the other girl next to her, because it was a duet. Uh, she was born in the like in the the the, the late eighties, so she was she was much older. But the songs that she didn't know were like songs that I thought, like Colby Calais. <laughs> Who doesn't know the, the, um, that song? It's ridiculous. Uh, um, what? I, I don't know who Colby Calais is, to be just, um, Yeah, the tingly's in a silly place. It starts in my nose and it's in my toes. Nope. Really? No okay. idea. I, I, yeah, I do. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed who it was by. That and then, by, but I know it. Firework by Katy Perry came on. And she was like, don't know this. <laughs> what is wow. happening? Yeah, no, that's just someone who is after the comments and the uh, and the likes. No, I that's don't some, think it was. Yeah. She so just everyone would be like, oh, my days, I can't believe you don't know Katy Perry Firework. I mean, it's only one of the greatest bangers of the 21st century. I think that might be the same with Example, you know. If you played Example to the, the average sort of 16, 18-year-old, they'd oh, yeah. be like, this nonsense. Maybe, maybe. Give me back my Ed Sheeran and... Yeah. Colby that, that's the only 
example tune I can think of off the top of my head is the freestyle he did with uh, Ed Sheeran over getting over Nando's black card. That's the only thing I can think of with example did. <laughs> he got he got an, an, an Nando's black card. Him and Ed Sheeran did a, um, a, a freestyle about how they deserve a free Nando's black card and how yeah. they should get one. In the oh, yeah, because they can't just afford to go to Nando's every day of the week for three straight meals. Uh, well, yeah. I think you I think you just said it best, Dan, when you said they're after the likes and the comments. <laughs> Obviously, they were like, oh, let's do this. This will go viral. And it okay. did. It went massive. True. It's like it's like in the uh, in the 90s when McDonald's in America um, decided they would pay a royalty for every time someone said the word Big Mac in the song. Mac. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. And uh, an abdominal, who who is one of the, just the greatest living MCs, um, made an entire song about it called Big Mac. And basically, it's just about how they were doing that. So he decided he, he was going to make a song where he just said Big Mac like 60 times. And the ending of the song is him sort of calculating how much money they owe him for every time it gets played. It's fab. Just it's on. It's got to be on Spotify. It is on Spotify. Ab- abdominal Big Mac ridiculous but that uh, I mean, the reason why i was talking about the the old stuff and people not knowing about it mm. is i've just posted on my facebook and instagram story uh, a soundtrack to a film and i'm shocked at how many people have watched it but have not replied okay well, is it a question let, let me go on it so I'm what gonna, on your instagram I'm gonna, story yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna play it from here okay and i want you to tell me what it is and I will be, it's going to be High School Musical again, isn't it? I will be shocked if you don't get it, okay? okay? It's not going to be High School Musical, but I was feeling bad the other day and watched that from start to finish. Is that why you felt bad? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's that, over. It was like two nights ago. Right, hang on. Right, you ready? Yeah, go. Is it Flight of the Navigator? It is Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. <laughs> Reg, would you have ever got that? I would have got that, yes. Oh, my God. If I'd have kept right. my mouth shut for two seconds. <laughs> I, was, uh, we were, I was watching this uh, video that popped up on YouTube, but it's like the top ten interesting facts about Flight of the Navigator. And I was like, shit, how did I forget about that film? That was my... my my favourite film as a child. I remember, I remember the 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 the, the, the title sequence with all the um, uh, the frisbees going across and the dogs catching them, and you've got that that ditty like sort of slap bass going dum bum dum 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 bum bum like sort of Top Gun style. And oh my god, it's so good. Um, but I'm shocked at how many people don't remember it. You know, um, there's that there's that Reddit subreddit, isn't there? It's like. I was today years old when I learned. How 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 many years old were you when you found out that Pee Wee Herman was the voice of the uh, the spaceship? Oh no no I knew that I knew that ages ago. But how I, many years? Well, when I when I was of the age that I was watching that, I wasn't watching Pee Wee. So it was That's... like years later, and I started watching. You know, I saw the Pee Wee Herman films, and then a few years after that, I saw. Like I was probably maybe about nineteen or something, and I saw like a Navigator again. I was like, "That's Pee Wee Herman." 
Yeah, I bet you. I bet you. You were today years old when you realised that the set. It's the the guy who directed uh, um, Flight of the Navigator was the same guy that directed uh, Greece, and the guy that did the soundtrack and the um, uh, for, for the film is the same guy that did the soundtrack for Back to the Future. Well, do you know when it started? You started playing that music then. For a it sounded like the second, start of Back to the Future. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> that, that little thing. And I was going to how does it, no one know that? And then, no, turns out it's not that. But apparently the reason why it hasn't aged as well is because he did it all on synths, whereas with Back to the Future, he had an orchestra. Yeah. My mentioning of Reddit there, by the way, yeah. is a long-term uh, segue that we need to double back to later just to lay the groundworks here. At some point I'll go, oh yeah, so Reddit. Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway, carry on. No, I just had I just had a ton of other fa- other facts. Like, uh, what, one of the facts, facts that always blows my mind that I only found out I think it was last year when you I was today years old that the um, the Kindreg the actual the the part you get the toy out of is the yolk of the egg. Oh I, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I never, I've never really place. thought of it like that. Yes. But yeah. No, it is because it's orange or yellow. It's it's literally it's the yolk of the egg. Mm. I never ever knew that. That my friend blew my mind when I read it. I was like, oh my god, it is. And then I had a Kinder egg, and I was like, you're fucking right, it is. <laughs> I'm getting on that subreddit right now. <laughs> it's so good. Well, it's so Kinder eggs were were actually like illegal in America up until two years ago. Oh, they now are legal again, are they? Apparently two years ago. I was just Googling to make sure, before I stated that fact, I was just Googling to make sure it was true. <laughs> and yeah, apparently, a news article from 2017 says, Kinder Eggs are officially returning to the US more than 40 years after they were banned. So wow. they're finally like, oh, kids are sensible enough now not to eat the plastic. We have lots of proof now that America is smart enough to not eat plastic. <laughs> Well, only just. <laughs> yeah. I was I was today years old when I discovered that a gummy bear can work as a stylus. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Well, how it makes we... sense, doesn't it? Because how... of the like the material. Um... <laughs> the material of gummy. Um, yeah, oh, okay. a, a thing that um, sorry, just on my mind right now because I just read that uh, someone has only realised today that the NBC logo was a peacock. I thought that was obvious, um, but the, the, talking about NBC, um, I've now finished um, the on Disney Plus. There's um, there's a, a TV show called The Imagineering Story. I think it's six oh yes, yeah, it's so good. One of the there's there's lots of stuff on Disney Plus that I'm like yeah okay I'll, I'll rewatch that or what you know all these old shows. There's very little original stuff on it that I've seen. I'm like that looks great. There's a Jeff Goldblum thing. There's Mandalorian and then there's that and I would love to watch that. Have you it's not watched so it? Good. I've, I've not got Disney Plus yet. So from start to finish, it was amazing. Reg, have you seen the end of it? Have you seen all of no, it? No, I've only seen three so far. I've been watching it when like um, Ash and I were in bed. Because it's, I know it's something they like. It wouldn't hold Oliver's attention in the slightest. No. And I think yeah. Ash, I think Ash is just. It, she's at that stage where she's like, 
Okay, can we just take a break from just yeah. Florida Disney talk for just like two minutes and talk about what we're going to do to like the house and maybe a beach holiday and other fun things? And I'm like, yeah, but it's a really fun show about how Disney World was created and how Honestly, it's one the rides and it's so good. <laughs> fascinating. But what I like about it the, the most is as you progress through the episodes, um, it, it comes more up to date. Like the last, the second to last episode you watched, they start talking about Ratatouille in Paris. Uh, mm. and the building of it and stuff and in the last episode they're talking about tron uh, and the hanging um uh, you know the hanging trees from avatar yeah uh, but what oh, it, so it is just, very up to date yeah but what it manages to do is it shows you the cars being built the tron bikes being built uh, and it talks to you about how they took um tips from soaring to build the avatar ride but it doesn't actually show you people on the cars and on the um on the things that they build for avatar so it's sort of like they're staying they're making it spoiler free you get what i mean (laughs) because there might be people that haven't been on those rides and i was like shit that's actually really like considerate of them Mm. um but the very last scene, I mean, I don't know whether this is a spoiler or not, because like you'll watch it. And uh, but they're talking about how they've how development is like what what the most recent thing they're developing is, and they get this like this. It looks like a body. It is a body. It's a body. Um, and they put it in this like sort of net, uh, and then there's this big countdown. Oh, is it and, the Spider-Man thing for the new Avengers? I don't. Um, I yes, don't know. Oh, it's, it's incredible it comes to life turns into spider-man does this weird backflip and then lands in a net guys we're going too far yeah <laughs> like, yeah absolutely if, if we're trading robots how to fly through the air so good when it actually becomes oh life my God. it was but about a 40 second goes... video that went viral about two or three years ago of them demoing this it wasn't dressed up like anything it just showed like five iterations of it and first of all it was just like oh okay it does a little tuck next it does a somersault next it does the superman pose and all that it, yeah it's amazing absolutely That's amazing exactly it, does. Do that. it does a tuck a roll and then it expands yeah. out and then lands into this net and i'm like what am i watching like when this thing becomes sentient like we've made a parkour style killing machine basically (laughs) as long as there's (laughs) nets everywhere i'm gonna be all right with the with the pirates of the caribbean rides becoming like sentient because they can't move off the ships but this thing can fucking fly (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) oh but yeah it was really good really enjoyed it may have cried at the end of episode one when he dies um spoiler alert walt disney dies oh i was like what what are you talking about now is this is this i thought it was a a a joke Um, oh yeah the main character dies oh yeah of course it is amazing though how much people admire like i know it's on staff but like you know people at work in disney like oh my god he is like his ideas are brilliant he was such a great boss you know yeah, you you bound to say it, but you can just tell from the passion they talk about, and yeah. it's very rare you get that from like a boss. And you'd be like, Absolutely. oh my god, yeah. even on camera you'd be able to have, like sound daft even comparing this, and I know it does. But yeah. when you're watching the likes of Tiger King and the like, Joe Exotic was just a dick, <laughs> and they're, they're being completely honest about it with Disney, they are genuinely just like, look at all the stuff Walt's done for us, like That's look what thing. he's done for the world. Even like, the- he's amazing. Yeah. Even- yeah. Even the people that work with him, who he was a dick to because he was notoriously a dick, even those people are like, yeah, I get it. 
I get why he had to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or if he didn't do that, then that wouldn't have happened, and then you know it would have been different. But yeah, I had to have a mental breakdown to to make fucking Snow White, Snow White, what of it? <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> um, but the, I, I mean, on on that, uh, the the play in the the video of Shanghai Disney opening, yeah. uh, and he's reading out like word for word verbatim what Walt said when he opened the first Disneyland, um, changing it a bit because Walt started talking about this is the epitome of what America is, and then he starts <laughs> talking about yeah, this is our Chinese friends, you know what I mean? So they changed it up a bit. Um, but there was this bit about how, how they had to, uh, I think it was in Japan. I'm not sure. It might have been might have been one of the, the China ones, but um, how they had to change the ghost house, um, the haunted mansion. Sorry, um, to um, something different because they don't believe in ghosts in the same way. Like ghosts yeah. have a completely different connotation so they made it like mysterious like mysterious instead with this like you know nutty professor and his uh and his and his uh and his monkey instead of doing That's the whole ghost phantom thing. manor no not phantom yeah it's something like that it's the one in i think it's in hong kong or china um but yeah it's it was a it's not like the other ones not just in that way it's like you know how ratatouille and things like that they're, they're it's the trackless cars yeah, it's like that. It was the first ride of that of its kind, and it was just yeah, mind blowing. You know what? I would love. I would. I would absolutely love. I was on one of the Disney pages. Um, <laughs> I should sit in opposite me. He's probably going to get mental again. Well, not again. Because <laughs> I was like, I will stop talking about Disney just a little bit. But I've been thinking about Disney rides and what I would like. <laughs> um, but I was on one of the Disney pages and saying like, who, which character or which like franchise doesn't have like the ride show? in any of the Disney parks that you'd actually love to see a ride based around. And I genuinely believe that a, a trackless ride like those that you go on, like a hunting trip with Gaston would be incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't want to go on a hunting trip with Gaston. And at the end of it, he just comes and gives me a massive hug and says, well done, Reg. I love you. <laughs> and I'm like, I love you too, Gaston. You are. Even if favorite. it is a robotic Gaston. That's pretty unique. Also, how many Gastons <laughs> to have to get a hug around everybody oh no just me the rest is like yeah you all gotta go it's fine you'll wait the 10 years it's going to be for me to get back there to finally be like you've made it it's been worth the wait <laughs> so apparently as well um talking about the gaston series all oh, right I think no, yeah i'd heard it's disney plus actually with with uh luke evans Guys. and, and yeah, just Dingy, just Gad, yeah I love Joss Card, but just before we move off Disney parks for a second, um, I was you watching. Let's do a whole pod dedicated to Disney. <laughs> but I was watching this bit where they were talking about California Disney and how they wanted to build a new sort of um, uh, area dedicated to, uh, you know, the like the auto industry and stuff. And they started putting together like a track, and then all of a sudden they found they found out that Pixar was making uh, was making the movie Cars, and they were like, "Oh my god, we didn't know. We'll just do that instead." And mm. how that just came together, like, but like you know by chance that's it because test track uh, is is uh well it was it was carbon copied in california for the uh radiator springs races yeah it's just them with a story nice i love yeah. test track as well it's such a good round. is that is that in paris or is it no no at, at uh, Epcot. Mate, you're gonna the weird love thing, that so much yeah. when you get there so sean this this ride you basically you get into a car 
like an eight-seater car, and you first of all go driving through uh, this sort of uh, testing you, facility. You, you create the car. Oh, that's right. They've changed it now. Yeah. They've updated it. Yeah, yeah. It's just so like good. panels that are attached to it, and it's quite good. You go, oh, let's go along a bumpy road, or let's go through super heat. Let's go through super cold. Just test. They test the whole car out, and then it goes. They decide they're gonna do the crash test. But just at the last second, when you're about to hit the crash wall, it lifts up and suddenly you're outside and it goes on this like mile and a half long, uh, like just test track, just out and around and around the building and back in. You and know, I'm going to about... Christmas. Is this a spoiler? No, 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 no. Because it's, it's, this is the ride. You, you can see it while you're queuing. You can see exactly what's happening. Let's see. But the point and also, is... I don't think it's going to be open in Christmas. Shut your face. Very true. Shut your face. Uh, Shut your face right now. You're... Shut your whole mouth. <laughs> You're going about 60 mile an hour in this car. And we've all been more than 60 mile an hour in cars, right? Yeah. It's not that big a deal. But for some reason on this ride, it feels it, like it's it. this. It's just like, oh my God, this is so amazing as you go tearing around this track. And I, I don't know what it is, but there's something weird about it. I remember just coming off thinking, this is incredible. And then the more I thought about it, it's just a car. Been about oh, like so 70, 75, maybe maybe faster in a car. This just, oh, okay. I mean, maybe it's because it's a convertible. I don't know. But yeah, oh, Or maybe because there's no driver, but soon that's just going to be old hat, isn't it? <laughs> well, mm. well. They've, um, yeah, talking about cars that drive themselves. My car now now understands what, um, what wheelie bins are. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> honestly when i got that car last year it didn't know what a traffic light was it didn't know what a traffic cone was it didn't know what lines in the road meant and now all of a sudden it knows all this shit like i pull up at a junction and it's like there's a traffic light and i'm like thanks and then i'm driving down the road and it's like there's a there's a traffic cone and i'm like thanks it's becoming it it knows shit i mean i know it's software updates like but um uh, i've just got images in my head of just like you driving along and your car just talking you go oh 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 steve look to your left there's a traffic <laughs> it's, cone it's exactly like what's his name steve from uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs you know the monkey yeah. <laughs> it's like him sitting in the back going cone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, brilliant awesome. i've talked about this in the podcast before haven't i about the charging for the for the heated seats and stuff yeah you, you've got like free things that are already in your car that, that they're you charged have to pay for... for just to unlock yeah what i've not yeah. talked about this reg no um so have i not talked about this on pod dan uh i know because i don't think talk good about your car on pod. pay attention to <laughs> I'm not sure we've talked about your car on podcast because we've only just sort of picked back up again, haven't we? That's I true. I mean, first of all, Sean has a Tesla. Which what is it? It's a Model Three. Okay, there you go. Just just zoom, so everyone at zoom, home is, is aware. <laughs> I love it. One car, but anyway. so much. It's like it's like a it's like a a go kart. It's ridiculous. But yeah, it's mostly computer. It's ridiculous. There's this big screen. It's got Netflix and it's got karaoke, which is amazing. Um, uh, incidentally, the other day I figured out that karaoke actually works when you're on the move. If you try and activate it, it will say, "Are you the passenger?" And if you say yes, it'll just turn it on. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't think it did that, but Fair it. Enough. So the next road trip we go on, Dan karaoke do you remember just kind of looping back to disney do you remember our our road trip to disneyland paris (laughs) 
yes. and we just we had nothing but a playlist of Disney songs nearly all the way because he yeah. didn't want to listen. Incidentally, this was driving from I... the Wirral all the way to London, across on the ferry, and then another three-hour drive down to uh, down to Disney and back. Yeah, but yeah, can you imagine that with karaoke? Um, I know, but we—I mean, we didn't need it to be fair, did we? No, we just Under did it anyway. Sea. Under the sea, um, yeah. Anyway, so my car has—it's um, mostly computer, and I've got front heated seats, right, Reg? And mm-hmm. it's good. You press the button, your your bum goes warm. Brilliant. So they sent an update out to the app because you have an app on the phone for it, and I press the. I turn on the app and it says this it says upgrades which is new and i'm like okay so i had a look at upgrades uh, and on the list of upgrades was rear heated seats and i'm like oh so how does that work do they fit them like does 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 a man come out and replace my seats no apparently my seats in the back have got heated elements in them but it's software locked and to unlock them i need to pay 350 pounds Thought. 350 quid to fucking heat your seats yeah i mean this is coming from a guy who who fucking named his baby something you can't even pronounce so you know he's a bit of a bellend <laughs> Ash. but still Jesus. but it's, it's going Jesus for the, it's, it's like ridiculous it's like if ea games owned a car right it's exactly the same it's microtransactions um but what and then there's taking the piss 350 quid to heat your fucking seats what's also considering how much it is to buy one of these fuckers as well on the road price is 42 but this is is the thing right if i was to sell you my car right so if i was to buy the rear heated seats and then i was to say reg buy my car and you were like all right and i'll say by the way it's got rear heated seats as well and you'd be like cool anyway you then get the car there's a button you press, which press it says deregister, and then you have to register the car yourself. It's no longer got rear heated seats. You have to pay again if you want it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I paid for for me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. There's other, there's other stuff as well that they haven't unlocked yet, and they haven't started selling. For example, when I open my car door at night, sometimes, not all the time, these posh little lights will appear underneath my footwell. It's like a sort of, uh, it's like a, a bright sort of creamy white colour and they look really nice and it also lights up the floor around the car as well, you know, when you open the doors. So mm. there's, there's lights underneath, basically. They're, they're, they're like, uh, what do they call them? Not environmental, uh, ambient. Ambient, ambient. Lights, yeah. Um, and they'll come on for a split second and then they'll just go off. They'll just disappear. And apparently, apparently, because it says on the forums that that's going to be another pack that they're going to unlock that doesn't only unlock the um, the ambient lights, but also unlocks more speakers, so your car sounds better. Uh, and it's going to be a couple hundred quid. <laughs> the technology's in there. They're just like, we'll sell it to you. Like we know you own the car, but do you want these extra wow. lights? No money, please. That's it. Just, not wow. not sure how I feel. A lot of people are saying that oh, it makes sense because it cuts the it cuts the price of the car down for production if they just put heated seats in all of them and then just charge you separately. But I just I can't work it out. I, d- I don't know whether it's okay. <laughs> that's that's utterly ridiculous. It's not okay. <laughs> it's <And> pathetic. <laughs> I'm glad you say that because I'm someone that really likes technology, but. I just, I'm just like, this is a weird business model, especially for environmental stuff. Like, there's heating elements in the back of my car that might never get used. You know what I mean? Mm. Take them out. <laughs> okay. 
I uh, don't understand. It's crazy that it's cost cost effective enough for them to to build it to put them in. Do on the off chance that someone doesn't actually then buy the upgrade. Absolutely. I just, I just don't know how I feel about it. I also don't know how I got that on the subject. <laughs> oh, it's test track. It was test yeah. track. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, imagineering story. More sentient. Organizing <laughs> more stuff. Oh, one more thing before we move off. So, the other upgrade that's available is full self-driving, which means the car will put me on to motorways and take me off motorways if i've got a location set in um and it will also have something called summon which is if I'm, say for example if you parked at the trafford center and i come out I, I park by john lewis and then i come out by selfridges and i'm like where's the car i can press a button and the car will come to me <laughs> so it'll drive itself it's like a come to me feature uh, to have that is seven thousand pounds if i want that <laughs> <laughs> but they're, talk- they're talking about doing that so instead of having like one hit you just pay per month for it and the per month value is going to be £100 a month you're going to do that I know you're going to do that there's <laughs> not even a question about that we'll I'll be like maybe not but the fact that you're going to come to my house and then you're going to stand at the end of the road have your car parked at the end of the road yeah around like, the corner Reg, in this. Morrison's come to me <laughs> And then it's going to let you go like, ooh, traffic cone, ooh, car, ooh, door, ooh, postbox, ooh, reg. I'm like, why is your car talking to me? Why is it doing this? It's going to be so confusing. Brilliant. Love it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Hijacking the pod to talk that's, about that's my gadget. That's the whole gadget. point. This is, this is the pod. This is the pod. Yes. That sounds like the, uh, the episode of, um, of Community where Abbott's making that film. This both is and isn't the movie. <laughs> is Remember? that the documentary one? It's no, it's the one where he starts playing Jesus. It's uh, like yes, yeah. Habit. I have seen that one recently. I'm uh, I'm working my way through uh, through Community. I've never watched it in its entirety. How are you finding it? Uh, fantastic. Can you see why it's one of my favourite shows? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. It's so good. Have you watched the Dungeons and Dragons episode with uh, the guy from um, Arrested Development yet? What's his name? Uh, no, I've not got to that one yet. I've only had one Dungeons and Dragons episode. Um, did that help you? Re- did that help you with how we're playing Dungeons and Dragons? Well, I, I, I said this. Yeah, I said that, that, that's. It, it's crazy because you guys have been trying to get me to be interested in this Dungeons and Dragons thing for ages. And I've I've been a little reticent. Um, you should have just gone. Hey Dan, go and watch that um, community episode. It's great. Uh, for the for the benefit of the listeners, we've actually been playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, but uh, not subjecting gonna... everyone to it yet. Which yeah, is... <laughs> why? We we've done one campaign. We're going to start subjecting people to the second campaign because we didn't want to have like an hour of what does that mean? So I roll a d twenty. What does saving throws mean? I mean, nobody still knows. We're, we're still pretty much fucked apart from Reg. Um, but, Dan, how have you found it? Because I haven't... Uh, told- it's interesting. I still don't get it. Because <laughs> just you could just say anything you want. 
Well, you can, but you yeah. get killed. I think I think the dungeon master has been very kind to us on this first one. But fair enough. I think I think that there's a, a possibility that you could try and say anything you want, but you will just die. I just I don't get like there's like there's some really steadfast and strict rules. Like he has got the dungeon master has his map. He has his you know characters. And he knows what's going to kill something, what the weaknesses, the strengths, all this. But then there's also this whole other aspect of it where there's just no rules at all and you can try whatever the heck you like. Like you're, you're a perfect example, Sean, <laughs> like just things, it's just, I don't know the way you, you just decide, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this and that. And then we're like, don't do that. No, it's fine. Like, Oh, the guy notices you and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to grab his big long sword and see what happens. No. But that's the thing. I tried it and it didn't work. That's okay. the whole point. So you, you 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 exist in a world where you can try my shit. I mean, Reg, you'll back me up here, but I'm pretty sure that if I would have rolled the right stuff, or if that room was set up in the right way, I potentially could have surprised yeah. him. So, um, so he will if he's got a character. So if the DM's got a character actually in there for a sole purpose of, say, example, like that guy was the big bad. He was the the boss of that. There's no way that we could have stealthed in. Like nicked his sword and then stabbed him with it and just killed him without us, without him knowing we were even there in the first place because he wouldn't have like the DM wouldn't have allowed that, but he would have let us try it, mess it up badly, yeah, and then either all of us getting killed or just like the boss making an example of Steve. So as Steve went to like steal the sword, you know, he would have grabbed Steve, slit his throat, and threw it to us or something like that. I right. mean, I stayed I stayed safe for the first three goes of that boss battle because I was hiding behind Reg. <laughs> you now, were. <laughs> the, the team knew that I wasn't just being a wimp. I was going to try something amazing. But, you know, the fact of the matter is that also kept me safe as well. So yeah, because you're I, a monk and, you know, yeah. Reg was a tank or something. I think there's a degree of how good the DM is. Oh, 100%. Have, for you to have that opinion that people can do what they want because, because he's not he's not stopping me and being like don't be stupid absolutely. you know what i mean because so i think he's I done could really weave well. a pretty entertaining story but to know or like as soon as someone says i'm going to do this for him to go oh okay well that that you need to look at your score on this and then roll a, a seven-sided dice and multiply it by the age you were that you lost your virginity and plus <laughs> this on, it just to know to know to go straight to all that Fair enough. It takes some practice. Yeah. I'm glad we've got someone like Doddy. Yeah, same. Mm. So I do agree to a point. You, the, 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 it is a game where you can fucking try some crazy shit, like what Dave did with that move of like taking out like two people with one sword. Um, but there's also a degree of you getting fucking spanked if it turns out that you roll the wrong thing. You, the, you, you know, there's that other thing as well where you can do like uh, fatal misses. Where like if I was like trying to sort of stealth behind Reg and I rolled a one, there's a potential that I could fucking trip up and Reg could accidentally slit my throat. You know what I mean? Like there's accidentally. Well, <laughs> but that that's true, isn't it, Reg? If you try something out, you roll like really negative numbers. The DM can proper fuck you up for trying stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, massive. Well, I was gonna, so I listened to that that critical role uh, podcast. Um, and and this is the second campaign of it, so the guys know what they're doing and all that sort of stuff. And this is a, a, a huge spoiler in a way, but there's a there's a character in the in the second season who spent like he must have spent like months and months and months doing like his whole backstory, getting everything all together, sorted, crafted. 
Um, and then literally he was just, he was like, I'm going to try this one thing and didn't check his health properly and just went to do this one particular thing. And the, the DM literally just murdered him. He was like, right, okay, if that's how you want to play it. So he, he made sure that he made, he set the example of it and was like, if you're going to be a dick, this is what happens. And just literally killed the character off completely. And then that the voice actor who plays the guy who plays him was out for like a fair few episodes and came back with a brand new character and was like, right, this is my second character now. <laughs> and he's working through the second character. But it was something no one expected because he was such a loved, well-known character that everyone's like, oh, he's going to be like the one. He's going to be right. favorite throughout it all. And because he was like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. And I've got this, I've not tried yet. Let's try this. And you could tell the DM's like, are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, yes. Like, well, okay. <laughs> so like he warned him in effect, and then, like in a nice way to be like, don't, don't do that. And he was like, no, I'm going to go for it. He's like, right, well, you're dead. So that could happen with any of us when we, because we're starting recording our D&D podcast on Thursday. Mm. Um, so oh, there's, a, the, the, there's a very high, high chance that, you know, because the character you're playing, Dan, if we're keeping these characters, if you try and do the Cockney accent far too much, I'm just going to whisper to the DM, make sure he dies. And it, could, <laughs> it could be over over something so petty as you go to take some money out of like a, a coin bag and you didn't know it's trapped because you didn't check for traps. That right. could have a bomb in it okay. and that could murder you. <laughs> so that could just blow you up to pieces and we couldn't save you. And then you'd have to craft a new character. I mean, I think... It's ridiculous think, how much how much thinking you've got to do. Like, like you said, Doddy let us off just so we could have a little play and sort of understand some core concepts around it. Yeah. But if you go into stuff blindly, just going, oh, fuck it, this will be fun. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, you, you genuinely have to think as though you are that character going into like a cave or a building. If you're going into an enemy stronghold and you're not looking about every two seconds to make sure there's no one there or there's no traps set up, like guarding a particular thing, you know, in real life, you would do that if you had to go, <laughs> if you had to go into somewhere, you would make sure you've got people looking all over the place. I mean, so, I think there's a degree of impartiality that the dungeon master needs to have. And, and you know, Doddy definitely has that, which is good. But practically and realistically, when, when we played that first game and I'm like, listen, I like this guy. I'm going to give him a hug. <laughs> like, I could have died. I could have died. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I literally would have had to have sat out the next four calls. I just would have. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. And it's also, it's also entertaining with the fact that, like, He's he's got other groups that he plays with mm. who obviously all know how to play it and play it like obviously dead seriously. Whereas the first thing we did was like, Do you reckon we could ride those minecarts? He's like, Don't bother, right? Okay, what we're gonna do? And then we set up like a 20 minute conversation about how we're gonna jump in these minecarts. Well, like, that this. guy just and that, that non player character just storms ahead and was like, This is stupid. Yeah. It was supposed <laughs> to be a one shot, I was told. So, like, yeah, well, this one episode and we'll be in and out and it'll be done. It was just, let's get you adjusted we made four episodes that. later we made it more than that no which, that's what i mean um so i get your point about like making it you know you can just do what you want like you know we uh, it all depends on the people that are playing and and i i've really enjoyed it i think we i think we do really well and I, i'm 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 excited to play more i really am mm, so speaking of which you guys and this is obviously mainly off part but you need to craft your backstories if you haven't already done it because we're about to 
have to explain to everyone what our, who our character is and why they are the way they are and stuff. So okay. you'll need to think of a, a, a decent backstory for Thursday, you dudes. Yeah, so get your shit together. In Doddy's sense, what he said was, can you just make sure the guys get the shit together? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, why yeah, aren't you going to? Until, until we played for about six months straight, then maybe... Maybe I will just about be at the point where I can confidently say, oh, yeah, I've got it roughly together now. Oh, no, I just mean, like, make sure you're, you know who your character is, because when we do the introductions, obviously mm. with it going to be the proper thing on Thursday, you're going to need to know. I know your, yours is well easy because you're just fucking, you're Alan Sugar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my, just a case of, like, you need to know. is recreated. But you need to know. Yeah, you need to know, like, where he was from in this world and yeah. what what companies he bought well, up in this world Peckham, and how he's doing it. <laughs> Grew up on the streets of Peckham selling like Peckham car doesn't yeah. exist. The village of Peckham. <laughs> Peckhamshire. Uh, see, I'm going to have to come up with a, a, a reasonable excuse as to why I'm so fucking mental. Like, there's got to have been something to happen in my in, in my in my previous history. You, sir, were climbing a building using your monk skills. For, like, you missed a brick, landed well, on your head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, that's why I like this. But I've I've spent ages actually doing like a full on huge massive backstory for my dude. Okay, so that that's going to get literally brought down to about three words, I think, because we're not going to have enough time to, to play if we do all these. So it's going to be like, yeah, I'm all right. Let's do this. Brilliant. So that'll be fun. But I am looking forward to it. Hmm. Something good. Because um, so I have been at the I've had the past two days off. Um, because obviously yesterday was Ash's birthday, um, and we had a lovely lockdown birthday. It was it was delightful. You know, we we walked all the way to the garden. You know, walked walked back up the garden, had some food, and then took a little mini stroll around the block. Because we're Look. in Wales, we're not in England like you. We don't. Oh get yeah, the so you've got all that still stuff. got more restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we queued queued for over two hours to. Oh, oh Steve, Steve, and yeah, yeah. In Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks! I'd do it again. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was. Uh... You stayed in your car though. It's nice and safe. Yeah. I, had, I had karaoke on. Don't know what you're talking about. Excellent. But uh, yeah, so we did that, and then today I've been up in the loft, and because uh, we realised we've got no room anywhere, so we need to start putting stuff up in the loft because Oliver's stuff has just taken over the whole of the house. <laughs> So and I was like, right. So all the stuff we had that was ours went in the spare room, but now we realise that he needs a playroom so we can move all the stuff from around the house into the one specific room and then get rid of all the stuff he doesn't use, etc. So I was like, right. So all the stuff that's in the spare room needs to go up in the loft. Up in the loft, there's no room because it's all my stuff from the games room. That's <laughs> like taking over a mountain of boxes um, with like all the retro consoles and stuff on. Um, and I was like, right, I've been keeping these for Oliver to play with. Like when he's older, you know, start him off on the Nintendo, then move to like the SNES. Yeah, real time. Actually go through it all properly. Yeah, exactly. yeah uh, and he needs to stay on SNES for at least six years. You need to re- you need to release the games in, in literally in real time. 
he needs to <laughs> he needs to do him an order like you know oh, I can't Sonic One was amazing, Dad. Didn't they make up to like they did like three or four of them, didn't they? No, not yeah, yet. But oh, yeah, got a couple of years before Sonic Two is going to come out, mate. And you've got to you've got to take them through the shit games as well, like Goo Fighters and stuff. Yeah, because we we had to discover those. Yeah. So he yeah. needs to as well. Unless and he can the, appreciate. You know, if you do the the, the thing you used to do where on Sunday I could set up like a um a Sunday market stall in the garden and he can oh, go yeah. and trade a game for a fiver. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That. This is what I used to do. That's money. how, like, I remember I was going through my games on the and the Master System, and mm. I was like, I could have swore I had like Spider Man, and I had like so many amazing like uh, Master System games, like Spider Man and stuff. And I was like, where are all my Master System games? And then um, one that one the back of one of the boxes, it was just had like the Fiverr trade sticker, and I was like, oh yeah. And it's like I used to go to Liverpool Sunday Market every Sunday when my mum and dad used to okay, go and it. like take my game with me and be like, got my pocket money, right? I want to swap for this. So I trade my that, game though. and a fiver for this new game. And I was like, that, that's incredible. But I've been going through all my uh, all my consoles and stuff. And like I said, I've I've got them all. Um and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna to have to buy adapters and all sorts to get them working on the new TVs because they won't work on just emulate them on new TVs. Yeah, which is what my Not my next thing was. I was like, do I now just sell these and do I just literally get like the red, you know, get, the Retron Retro Five, yeah, yeah the Retron Five console and stuff, and just let them play them on there because um, it'll it'll save the hassle of all of like carting around literally eight boxes full of games and consoles and like it's heartbreaking when you look at it but then also looking at the at them as well i'm like i I don't know if he will be that arsed because by the time he's obviously old enough to play on games and stuff they're gonna look incredible like have you seen uh, after the last week's conversation when we're like yeah, yeah the, the games aren't gonna look that the great. unreal and engine 5 real five from the real engine 5 comes out and like this is what the games can look like. Like, yeah. See, Red, yeah. I think I'm a little bit... I'm older than you, aren't I? Yes. I think I started gaming a little bit earlier than you then in time. As in, I went through that that, that stage of, of games on cassette. Oh, I did that. I had the uh, I had the, the Spectrum, uh, ZX Spectrum. I had the Amstrad. The 64, you know, the Amstrad, the Amiga, the Atari ST. My computer. Um, so you're gonna for- so when he's about like seven or eight, are you gonna force him through the stage where he has to wait five minutes for a game to load? <laughs> I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit him in front of the yeah. I'm gonna sit him in front of the Commodore 64 cassette player, press play, and then just be like, right, mate, how long can you last before you get epilepsy? Yeah, just remember like all the fucking different multicolored lines. Get him, going get him playing. Get him playing. Get him playing. You are kung fu and keep teasing him with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so. It's like all this, and I was like, you know what? I'm just so I stuck them all on. Like, I took photos of them all, and I was like, I'm just going to stick them on for sale. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sell all my old consoles. And then I was like, how far do I go up? And I was like, do, do I just do I sell like the classics? Do you just do like you know the NES, the SNES, the Mega Drive, my system, N64? Um, and then I was like, uh, do I? I was going to say, do I also sell my GameCube and my Dreamcast and like? Well, the, and we will thing, play GameCube games. Yeah, and I was like, the only thing that I would probably keep out of everything is obviously just my Shenmue games. But then I was like, I, did, I might as well sell the, like, sell the Dreamcast because I will never play the Dreamcast again. <laughs> and like, because I, I know I won't, I struggle enough now to try and set up the PS4 and play the PS4. 
Mm. So like trying to go through the hassle of you know grabbing up in the loft every time I want to jump out and play on a, a Dreamcast or whatnot. There's there's no point. But then I'm like, are, are they really worth anything? Would I literally just sell the Dreamcast and be like, hey, here's Dreamcast with like 49 games? Yeah, 50 quid. And I was like, how how bad's that? Really? <laughs> so I was like, I was literally looking through all the uh, the NES and the SNES stuff, and I put them all up on pages. And I had no interest to begin with. No one was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm interested in that. And then I was like, I wonder if I just bundle them all together. And then people were like, 700 quid, 600 quid, 700 quid, 750. I'm like, right, okay. So people are interested in the retro stuff. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm going to pull the plug and then I can actually start doing stuff to the house that run, you know, put money towards it to do things to the house. And Ash was like, no, you put that money towards your new laptop that you want. Or like, you know, your, your Oculus Rift and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, hmm. I, I, and now it's real. I'm like, I've I've put them all in like a Sega box now, and I like a Nintendo box now. I'm like, now they've all been instead of in seven boxes, they're in three. It's like yeah, a bit is, more manageable is, to keep. Now. Is, is that is that enough room to keep them up in the loft now? <laughs> I'm like, but the money's there, and I'm like, that, that's quite good money too. And I could do stuff with that money. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. so I've I've had a very interesting afternoon evening of going uh, what am I going to do but then there's like I said if I don't get rid of them they're literally going to sit up there and the longer they sit up there you're probably gathering dust are they still going to work because <laughs> like I was looking at the Sega Saturn stuff and like yeah, the course they will because I bought a load from like charity shops like the um, the Sega Saturn stuff and like the ones that I bought no one looked after them and it's shocking. And it's like when I went to Game Station, I found like a load of like Mass System mm. games and SNES games and stuff to go with my collection. Like my collection's all well, nicely looked after. And then you see the state of like the labels and the cases that the stuff that I bought, because it was dead cheap. And I was like, fuck it, I love that game. I'm going to have that to my collection. And then you look and it was like, it was only two quid, but the case is a bit goosed. Or like people with their, with their um, instruction manuals with all the uh, passcodes in. Um, and I'm like, oh, awesome. And it's like, level three is ZX42799, F4, I'm like, oh, yeah, I missed that. I missed doing all of that. Now we just have quick save. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> when you had to use uh, Game Genies as well? you got to get them involved in Game Genies. Yes. <laughs> no, no, what? The one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get a burner phone and I'm going to do one of those cheap hotlines. So, you know, <laughs> when you used to have in the back of, like, you know, your, your yeah. PSM magazine, you know, like, your... Um, I'm in trouble with level four of Super Mario World. Yeah, Ooh, fucking You good. tried jumping <laughs> off the thing, and, and did you know that this little... I never called one, but I did have mates that did. I was always intrigued to know, like, because those are the ones they advertised as well. It was like, you stuck on Sonic level three. And I'm like, if you're stuck on Sonic level three, imagine being on the other end of the line. Right, if you try pressing right and C to jump, yeah, do Rest. that. <laughs> can you, can you, can you imagine that being your full-time job, though, if that was still a thing? like I, I would lose it. I would lose it so much. But the thing is, people now phone up and be like, right, okay, on GTA five, where's like the, the 79th briefcase? Yeah. Um, and be like, if you, if you try pressing right and pressing C <laughs> to finish I just had a blowjob from a hooker and um, I was just wondering if I run them over do I get my money back <laughs> or did I catch syphilis <laughs> it's just it's like that just goes to show how 
how advanced we have like you would never be able to do that now thankfully there's the internet <laughs> but it's just it's weird it is it is bizarre now i'm just like that's crazy but he's seen um me and ash were playing um mario uh super mario new the new super mario brothers um on the switch the night and i mario forgot to put it away um and oliver's seen the switch and you've probably seen the photos that I put up on Facebook of like now, especially my profile one of him holding the Switch controller with like a really puzzled look on his face. Like he's just, he looks like he's about to rage because he's just died a lot on the game. Um, but he knew exactly what he was doing with the pad. And that was a scary thing. Like he didn't know it was controlling the TV because he's only ever seen the Switch handheld mode from like one of our nieces. Um, she would show him the untitled Goose game and he knew that why honks. So, like, he'll grab it and start pressing the Y button to hear the honk noise. <laughs> so he's like, oh. So every time he sees it now, he gets so excited when he sees the Switch. He's like, oh, yes. I'm like, good, good. I'm happy that you're getting excited by games. But at the same time, leave my fucking games alone for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't Ash use my save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I even had to set up a new save up. <laughs> just in case he went over like pressed a button that he meant didn't mean to press he's only fucked me over so many times on the ps4 by going over and just pressing the off button because you know in ps4 and like the xbox like xbox one x you can literally just leave it in rest mode and then you can just like boot the console back up again and just load it straight back up again from where you are mm. and it's like the amount of times i used to just like that's my norm i literally just put games in rest mode and just leave and now the amount the of times he's like oh daddy you're gonna put mickey mouse on no okay beep so now you've got now you've got like wireless pads and stuff. You need to get um I don't know you you've seen you've seen the one I've got the um the Besta TV stand thing. Uh because what you could do is get like little um like lockable um doors and put the PlayStation yes. behind it and then you can't see it. Um, well, we've got the TV up on the wall now. <clears throat> so that we're going to get shelves and we're going to put like the PS4 and the Switch and stuff up on the shelf. Love it! Oh, have you seen? There's a there's a picture on um on Reddit that's really interesting. What they've done is they put the TV on the wall, and rather than hiding like the games console and the and the TiVo box and stuff, they've also mounted them to the wall as well, and and ran the wires in like sort of square yeah, formations. I know what you're about. Yeah, so it, it looks awesome. It, it looks so good. <laughs> like so there's all this like technology shit on the wall, but it it looks like it was made for it. It's amazing. Um, obviously, maybe don't try that because uh, I should kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dan, what was the uh, what was the segue you're going to take us to at the end of the pod? Because I think we're there. Uh, well, that was, I was just going to say, depends how far through we are. Oh yeah, right. 55 minutes. It was. Um, we we talked a while back, me and you, about doing a new podcast um, where we would. No, well, there was that, but where we sort of looked at a different subreddit every week and uh just talked about some of the things they uh you know that they they discuss on it um and over the last sort I don't of remember this what, what, we were what? in london we we're in a pub in london did you come up with a name for it i think so and then we realized it had already been taken all right so I, we were gonna call it down the reddit hole or something like that and it's, it's already a thing um but I, I i've been sort of stockpiling some reddit articles over the last month or two and I thought I'd just, you know, bring them up on here and let's have a bit of a chat about it. Um, so I've got lots. I'll only go into one this week, but it might be a good little recurring thing. But I saw one the other day and it made me think, do you know what? I want to talk about this like now. 
So this was just on our Ask Reddit. Okay. If instead of rebooting movies, it became a trend to retell them from a different character's perspective, what film would you want to see retold and from whose point of view? Karate Kid. From? Uh, from, uh, what's his name? The other kid. From the bad, the, the <laughs> yeah. bad guys. Because I want to see once and for all whether whether he was a dick like um, all the uh, all the rumours say. Doesn't because apparently Larusso was a twat. But doesn't Cobra isn't, isn't Cobra Kai that kind of? Oh yeah, maybe. But no, but they talk more about modern day. I want to see them. Yeah. as I want to see him as a kid. Wait, that hmm. sounded weird. <laughs> Just a bit, mate. Just a bit. Mighty Ducks from the uh, from the Russian team. Well, Mighty Ducks three or whatever one it was from the Russian team's perspective. Um, oh, Dumbo from the from from the perspective of his mum. It's really dark shit. I mean, it'd, it'd, it'd really be a pretty short film, film. right? <laughs> but she doesn't die, does she? she? Well, why she is she not about she, at that point? Is she, she gets still... captured. Oh, okay, that would be a pretty dark film. Yeah. It would just be all of a sudden, like, oh, look, he's got wings. <laughs> the end. There'd be none of that racist build-up. Have they? Uh, is Dumbo on Disney Plus? It is. Have they, have they edited it? I mean, Don't think no, so. you've got the new one as well. So, the question again: mm-hmm. uh, If you could, if you are could... we moving off this already? No, no, no. Same, same question. I'm just trying okay. to get, get it straight in my head. So right. what we're doing is we're trying to retell stories yeah. from the perspective of a different character. Correct. That story. Yeah. So I'll give you some examples from, from Reddit. So um, top the top comment was The Matrix from Agent Smith's point of view. So constantly he's just constantly trying to quell the stupid human insurrection. Yeah. Um, let me see. The original Turtles film in the uh, in the style of Shredder. I'd love to see when he's just like getting all these plans together and then all of a sudden... So they go off on a thrilling mission. That's, that yeah. sounds like the Turtles movie if it was directed by Kevin Smith. Because you know how he says he, when he was... Uh, they, were, he was, they were asking him to do the Green Hornet movie mm. and he was like, look, if I did that, it would be... Green Hornet and Kato would be sitting next to a standing next to the Black Beauty, yeah. and they would go, "Oh, look, there's some criminals over there." And you'd see the walk off screen, you'd hear some fighting, and come back over and go, "Yep, that, that sorted them out," <laughs> because you can't do action. And that sounds like that. That sounds like a cop out to not show any action because it's so just what about, splinter. Uh, what turtles, about? you need to go and save April O'Neil. All right, we'll be back. Make sure we've got some pizza. Oh on no, I said Shredder, not Splinter. No. Oh. If you did it in Star Trek, because Shredder wants to take over the world and be all oh, okay. real and stuff. Shredder. So, like, his plan's just about to go, like, finish off. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these four annoying fucking teenagers just come and you're like, ugh, nothing worse than three annoying teenagers and Michelangelo, who's awesome. So, I think that would be See, really interesting. I think hmm. I'm, I'm going to stay with the Disney, I'm going to stay with the Disney theme for a second. And I'm going to say, Andy from the perspective of all the toy stories, because I think they could potentially make that into a horror film. And like, he's technically a little bit haunted. And every now and again, like you see a glimpse of what's happening and you could also make it a completely different film because remember Andy spends most of the time, not with the toys. So what the fuck was he doing? So at no point do you know that the, the toys are alive? No, because you just see what he's doing. 
Mm. Interesting. He just comes back to his room and he's like, I don't remember putting that there. Yes, absolutely. It's just really eerie. It's more like about what you don't see. You know, like what that what was that film where it was creepy? Don't remember. Anyway. Puppet Master. You could make it creepy, but also make it a completely different film. This is a film, Steve. This is a film we have to do. This it's like (laughs) Because in America, you're allowed parody. Parody is okay. You can you can have characters that are almost identical to their actual real counterparts, but because it's a joke, it's allowed. You play it's it straight like, as well, so it's not an animation. It's yeah. just a film about a kid. Exactly, completely. We could make and the story whatever we want, but exactly. then just make it every now and again. Just like I didn't leave that there. Yeah, and they're really good intention. They're like these, you know, <laughs> these toys are lovely. They they love their owner. And then yeah. jump cuts as well, jump cuts to us, but to like Molly walking in and being like Andy, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and just and you have you, like every every at one point you'll pass the Christmas tree and there'll be the little toy soldiers just hanging in there with a with the radio. And you're like, what's happening? Absolutely. Here? Or you walk past the Christmas tree and the Christmas trees just move just a little bit, and you're like, that's mm. weird. I like this. I mean, I know we've we've come up with movie ideas before, Reg. <laughs> we have our uh, our children's TV horror movie trilogy that one day, one day I will sit down and I will try to write something. But uh, yeah, this this is a uh, this is added to that list now. Nice, I like it. I love it. I'm in. Mm. Okay, I like it. I'm just trying to see some. Uh, there you go. Star Wars from the Empire's point of view. I mean, that's Meh. that would be interesting. No, because as far as they're concerned, well, as far as I'm concerned, they're doing absolutely nothing wrong. Everything is fine. No, they know that. they're wrong. They talk about the dark side all the time. They know they're the baddies. I suppose we do get a bit of point of view at the beginning of um, of um, Force Awakens by seeing Finn sort of realise that he shouldn't be doing yeah. what he's doing. Hmm. Willy Wonka from the point of view of an umpa who is working to ignite a slave rebellion amongst his people. <laughs> no, not even that. Like, a Willy Wonka is a, 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 an umpa in the uh, that's got the mindset of just wanting to get his job done, and his boss and all these fucking kids keep getting in the way and dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, constantly like, what the fuck is it now? What do you mean she's purple? It does take a twist so, that, doesn't it? Like, so, he, so do you think he, he would be on, like, a, on, on a therapist's chair? Like just having counselling, and that's what the story. And all I wanted to do was just do my job. Yeah, yeah. he actually brought this old man in. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's a protected area. We're trying to keep things clean. They didn't even have gloves on. <laughs> this, is, this is where the coronavirus has come from. <laughs> Someone ate a chocolate bat, and it was all. <laughs> it was covered in grandpa. <laughs> um, Frozone. <laughs> Where was his super suit? Like what? That one. No. That was someone's, someone's suggestion. See, they're not, they're not, I don't know. We can do so much better than the ones you're reading. Jurassic Park Lost World, except from InGen's perspective. Nah. No, I don't think anything to do with Jurassic Park from any other perspective. Because you get both perspectives. Oh, I don't know. If it was just through the eyes of a T-Rex. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the first, would be the first hour of the film is, is him just sitting there in, in the uh, in the Ooh, jungle God. every now and then Ooh. and gets to eat a cow. Yeah. And then suddenly, hang on, the the lights have turned off. 
or or the, the story of Jurassic Park from the told from the perspective of the cow. Like it's got this massive backstory. It's been on this huge adventure. Like, well, you have no idea that it's a Jurassic Park movie up until the point where they open thing. up his cage, sort of a, at the docks, and you see the uh, the InGen logo. You're like, oh no, no, that is, this is going. Things like Babe. It's just this really long. Like, yes, <laughs> it's a long. Yes, they talk. I like it. <laughs> He's got kids and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd be up for that. I think we should create that as well. <laughs> okay. Or, right. I don't know whether this is too dark or not, but Wreck It Ralph told from the perspective of the guy that owns the video game store, and it turns out that he's um he's he's like a proper bad man. <laughs> Have I just well, I too dark? Literally, so he um, are, are you saying that the 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 people in the games know what he's doing? No. And he's got a computer full of very questionable material. No, no, they don't know. Because okay. we've seen it from their perspective. We've so seen it's just a guy who, who's creepy who works in an arcade? Yeah. Interesting. It's not really Wreck-It Ralph in any way then, is it? Well, no, it isn't until the point when some girl pulls um, uh, the steering wheel off the uh, off one of the games and he gets really pissed off. Sugar Rush. And he goes after her family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know whether Disney would sign off on this. See- you never see that character ever again. So, like, in the film part, he's like, oh, don't worry, we'll order a new part. But in, in the background, he's like, disobedient little shit. I'm going to go for a dad. Oh, Red, <laughs> someone here said Beauty and the Beast from Gaston's perspective. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They show, me, they show him as a lad eating four dozen eggs every morning to help him get large. <sighs> nice. Mm. That's it. That That's the winner right there, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Get him a job at Disney. <laughs> I think I think that's it. Mm, that'll do. It's a good place to end. Yeah. Do I do I need to come up with a theme song for <laughs> for our, our little dip into Reddit if we if we go if we repeat this? Yes, definitely. Okay, interesting. This Thanks. Thing I know you're good at theme songs. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you literally brought that on yourself. We oh, didn't I even know. think about that, and then you're like, "Do I need to do this?" Right. And the hope would be like, "Yes." Although I can't remember any of your theme songs all of a sudden. Oh yeah, that's Kazuni. You know what? I I actually was organising all my my music in Final Cut and everything into, into different genres and art, so I could, you know, I can go. Oh, I need something upbeat here and stuff like that. And I found my folder with all the um, all the theme songs. <laughs> yeah, nice. Loads. See, of them. now if we ever started doing a uh, like a Patreon account, you could use that as one of the uh, one of the, of the tiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the one. Uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Right, let's wrap up because I need to pee. Okay. Excellent. Uh, well, thank you, thank you both for joining me and thank you everyone at home for listening or potentially, a special, potentially a special guest next week yeah yeah this mm. better be special well, I mean, or she I've been Sean Steve I've, I've been, been Dan <laughs> oh, that's the problem with Skype <laughs> uh. bye uh, see ya noodles <laughs>